that was nice. What up, Red Raider Nation? Come one, come all. Welcome to another edition of the Ramblin' Raiders podcast, episode 28. And tonight we'll be recapping the OU game and previewing the UT game on the road. We got a good good episode in store for you guys, so sit back, enjoy the ride, enjoy the couch, wherever you're listening to us, listening to us from. And um, yeah, we're excited for you guys. So tonight... Usually, you know, you hear Jackson intro in the uh, the episode, but tonight he'll be a little late. But it's my pleasure to introduce one of my good friends. He's back from his uh, sabbatical in Thailand. No, he doesn't have the coronavirus. Yes, he's still sick, but he once made a template so he could use fake doctor's notes for all of his classes <laughs> in college and in high school. One snow day, you know, we recently had a snow day in Lubbock, but one snow day... And it was actually during his fifth year at Tech. He stood outside Chitwood and he waited for some freshmen to come out so he would have some friends to make a snowman with. He once threw his MacBook laptop into his bedroom wall. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Lane Six Toes Griffon. (laughs) What's up, Red Raider Nation? Good to be back. Uh, I don't have coronavirus, so that's positive. Yep. Uh, yeah, some of those, some of those, Nick, are interesting. I don't think I ever stood outside of Chitwood, but we roll with it anyways. You never stood outside of Chitwood, waited for some friends to come uh, out? I think Caroline owes me a new back, MacBook. That was, I, I believe, her fault. Yeah, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, I have a Chitwood story, and so I was sitting out there in my car, and you know how there's like a, sort of like a circle drive, like the, the parking lot kind of goes up yeah. to the front door of yeah, Chitwood, yeah. and I'm sitting in my car waiting for my friend to come out. And uh, you didn't know him at the time. You're just waiting for a friend. No, no, I knew it. it was a girl. I knew her. I was waiting for her to come out. And uh, we were. I was sitting there, and it was a Friday night or a Saturday night. You know how love it gets on those kind of nights, rowdy. Yeah. Especially the freshmen. And I'm I'm sitting there, and this woman comes out. You could tell she's a staffer. She works at Chitwood, and she's with a, a campus policeman. And oh. she's pointing into my car, like looking in, like, "Yeah, that's him. That's him." And I'm like, <laughs> "What the hell?" And uh, they pull me out of my car, have me put my hands up against the car, like they were gonna wow. uh, pat me down or like look for something. And they they were like, "Have you been fighting tonight, sir?" And I'm like, "What?" Absolutely. They were yeah. like, "They were like, we have reports of a man that fits your description in your car." And uh, uh, and I'm like, yeah, the lady just pointed at me. I know you do. <laughs> and they're like, you've been fighting tonight? There's a fight outside Chitwood. And I was like, no, I'm just waiting for my friend to come down. And, uh, you know, they didn't arrest me or take me to campus. Wow. Police. Long story uh, short, you got out, huh? Yeah, I got out of it. But that was ridiculous. And I actually yelled at the cop. <laughs> I forgot what I said. but Sounds like Nick yelling back at cops. Old 19-year-old <laughs> Nick, man. It was different, different age, but... Um, we're excited to have you guys back for another edition, and we're going to bring the energy tonight after the boys brought the energy last night and beat OU. Great win. Yeah, great win. We'll preview that in a little bit, but first, we'd like to uh, give a shout out to our sponsor tonight, and that's Tejas Carpet Cleaning. Are your carpets looking worse than Baylor Road uniforms on a Saturday afternoon? Do they smell like the south side of a northbound Bevo? And is your spouse on you harder than the Big 12 refs are to get your carpets cleaned? Well, try Tejas Carpet Cleaning and go to TejasCarpetCleaning.com. They offer low moisture carpet cleaning that typically dries in an hour instead of the hours or days that you have to wait for some of those steam cleaners. So here's what Tejas low moisture carpet cleaning means for you. You get back to your life faster. 
And Lane, there's nothing worse than, you know, mopping your floors or cleaning your carpets and you can't even use the room for at least a day. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to do that. That's no fun. Tejas sounds like they got uh, an efficient service going. For sure. They can definitely uh, use out, out in those, some of those college apartments, need some need some carpet cleaning, because let me tell you, there's some nasty apartments out there. <laughs> yeah, apartments, homes, you know, mansions, whatever you want in the 806 area, uh, Lubbock, Texas. If you're if you're a resident of those areas, go to TejasCarpetCleaning.com to learn more and set up a free quote and a small demo. They'll come out and, and demo their, their carpet cleaning abilities for you and Hey, as a special offer, mention you heard this ad during the Ramblin' Raiders podcast, and you'll receive an extra space cleaned for free when they clean two or more spaces. Wow, that's a that's a hell of a promo from Tejas uh, Carpet Cleaning. Yeah, people helping people. I love it. Yeah, they just love to help people out cleaning their houses and, and their carpets in general. So again, visit TejasCarpetCleaning.com and click the contact tab and mention you heard this ad, and we'll get a free room cleaned for you, courtesy of the Ramblin' Raiders podcast. Fast drying carpet, TejasCarpetCleaning.com. Well done, Nick. It's a, uh, a great ad for a great service. For sure, Lane. And um, we would be remiss without mentioning our merchandise. Go to RamblinRaiders.com. Just kidding. That's not our website. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com. Search Ramblin' Raiders podcast. Go buy a sweater, which Lane you're actually wearing right now. Dude, let me tell you, it's super comfortable. The inside is very warm for this uh, cold front that's blowing in right now. So, yeah, for sure. Go that. And there's t-shirts. Summer coming up. Spring break. Go get you a t-shirt. Again, BigHeadsMedia.com. Search Ramblin' Raiders and tell them Nick sent you. Um, actually, you can go to our Ramblin' Raiders Instagram account, and the link is in our bio. So we make it easy for you. Just go to the to the uh, account, just click on the link in our bio. It'll take you right to where you need to be. And don't forget, guys, we still have koozies. Uh, yep. And they're they're still just as hot as hot as ever. Uh, they're looking good. We're sending a lot out, so you're not going to want to miss out on getting a, a nice koozie for your uh, cold beer. Yeah, they're just as hot and keep your beer just as cold. So we're excited about that. I actually went to the post office and sent another uh, batch of koozies out today to the people. So um, if you haven't gotten it yet, it's coming for you. And then um, don't forget, you can email us at ramblinraiders at gmail.com with any questions you have you want us to answer on the air. We'd be down to do that. Right now, we got a couple of questions that we're going to not probably won't get to this episode, but next episode, I think we're going to answer some of those questions for you. So um, sorry, keep send them in. Sorry, ball so Harv. We'll ball. get to your questions, buddy. Yeah, ball, ball so Harv and uh, Swarly sent a couple questions in. So we're excited to answer those next episode. But for this episode, we're going to be previewing the OU game. No, wrong, we're Nick. No, actually, we're, <laughs> we're going to be recapping the OU game, previewing the UT game coming up on Saturday. Uh, as I said earlier, Jackson will not be at the beginning of this episode. He has some campaigning he's doing. He's uh, schmoozing with the uh, the donors tonight. Ah, who needs him? <laughs> He'll be coming halfway through the episode, so uh, we're going to wait for the Look Around Campus segment until Jackson gets here. He's got some some highlights that he wants to go over um, that we're pretty excited to bring you guys. And um, Yeah, Lane, let's, let's dive into the OU game. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, big win, big home win for the Red Raiders. Hopefully that will propel, propel us into a win streak that could be crucial for the Red Raiders in Big 12 Conference play. Uh, we're going to be favored, actually, in these next, I think, four games. At least. Two of them being at home, two of them on the road, with uh, Texas coming up first. And for me, it's the toughest one is the Texas game. So hopefully this Oklahoma win 
sets us uh, on a path to uh, really make some noise in this Big 12 conference. Yeah, no doubt, Lane. And and that was, <clears throat> wow, that was a really good game to watch. Um, I feel like that was the most tense game for me, at least, that I've I've watched this year because there were some big implications on uh, the outcome of this game. Right. Because if you if you don't win this game, you go into the second half of conference play at four and five. Yeah. And to go going into this game, we were right in the middle of the pack. There were three teams at four and four in conference. Oklahoma was up one game on us in their overall record, and it was just a very well played game. And it was overall. just a home game that uh, I mean, in the Big Twelve, it's a gauntlet. You know, every the next game is always the most important. But this one felt like just a must win at home. Had to get it done, and uh, the Red Raiders found a way with some solid play from uh, some guys that are starting to really step up in conference. Yeah, man, and let's let's go in and kind of recap the game of how it went, who was big for us, who didn't play as well as you know we would have hoped, and just overall thoughts on the game, Lane. So I'm going to jump in here, and I, I want to give, and this is something Chris Beard always does, no matter win or lose, I want to give a hats off to OU in this game. Because they came into our our court, the USA, on a cold night, and even though they play indoors, it was cold outside. Yeah, <laughs> but um, they came in and they were poised. They, they were, were extremely poised in the first half. Um, kind of gave it away, not gave it away, but we kind of pulled ahead in the second half. But through the first half of this game, these guys were trading blows with us left and right, going back. We jab and, and they jab back. And um, shout out to OU in this game. They're gonna be. A bu- they're currently a bubble team along with us. Yeah, I mean they're they're a solid team. They're well coached by Coach Kruger. He's been a long time known for just uh, uh, being a good coach and having a good program at OU. So I mean they you're right. They came in. They they stayed toe to toe with us, and and it was a it was a tough, hard fought game that was close pretty much the whole way. Yeah, and, and some of the players on their team, Doolittle and Manic, who have played together since they were I think what fifth fifth grade i think they said and those guys went off uh reeves went off with some lucky shots towards the end but um they played a hard-fought game like i said i think i tweeted it actually it felt like there were at least 15 lead changes in this game yeah it was back and forth the yeah those guys manic can shoot the shit out of it yeah uh, no i mean he it, it seems like sometimes he wasn't even looking at the basket he's just turning and throwing it up and it was it was it was going in so i mean he's a good player they have a lot of good players that can shoot it do it off the bounce too, so uh, it was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a reason why Manic is is top five in uh, scoring this year in the Big Twelve, and it's because he can light it up from three. Although I think what helped us win is he had a bad game shooting from behind the arc, one of six. Yeah, that 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 stat is not good for him. But he still had 19 points, which is which means he was getting it done uh, inside the three point line. Yeah, he was taking some mid ranges, and and they were falling for him just right before he or just after he stepped out behind the arc you know they weren't falling for him which is good for us but um let's let's turn it around and, and talk about our team because you know you're not here on this podcast to listen to OU. this isn't the sooner boomer uh or whatever oh you sucks balls i <laughs> <laughs> love it i haven't said that in a long time lane let's turn it around talk about texas tech in this one and uh lane what are your thoughts on on how our roster played in this game uh first of all kyler edwards Solid game, played really well, shot the ball well, seven and ten from the field, three or four from three, and made some big crucial baskets down the stretch. That and one was huge. He just played a solid game, and I think he's starting to do that more and more consistently, starting to play better, which is something that we thought was going to happen, you know, from the beginning of the season. He kind of 
didn't really play up to everyone's expectations, but now it feels like he's really starting to get into a groove and, and start becoming the player we thought he was going to be. Yeah, and we I always forget that he's a sophomore in there. He's still young. He's still young. This team has so much growth to do, but them playing like this at home is, is a good sign for a good team. Uh, Chris Beard really has them buying into his style of play. And, yeah, like Kyler Edwards, great game by him. He had some big buckets down the stretch. Yeah. And like you said, I don't know if you said this, but actually, but he was 7 of 10. Yeah, 7 so of 10. Pre-pod, we were talking about it, and, and he's not, you know, 10 shots on, in a game isn't too many. No, you know? yeah, he just... He's he, picking and choosing. Yeah, and he took good shots, and he made the shots that he took. I mean, 3 or 4 from 3 means he missed one, one three. He took shots that he was capable of making and, and got it done. So, great game for him. Played 37 minutes, so he, he didn't see the bench too much, and uh, he was really putting on a show for us. Yeah, we were really going through through the game with a with a five-man rotation or a six-man rotation right. excuse me we play with five nick <laughs> <laughs> i'd hope and the reason being is our seventh man really our, our sixth man off the bench chris clark hurt his ankle tweaked it uh he i think he tweaked it originally in the kansas game where he only played six minutes and that actually might have been the west virginia game when he originally did it might have been might have but been. he kind of fought through it yeah, actually, I think you're right. And yeah. but he only played six minutes in the Kansas game, and right. you know, a big thing is is how much is he gonna, how long is he gonna be hurt for? Because he right. only played, let's see here, he only played eight minutes eight in this minutes. game. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Hopefully, he can kind of battle battle through that and get over that hump of and become healthy again. Because mm-hmm. that ankle is not very strong right now or sturdy. Kind of like your paper mache ankles, Lane. Yeah, I have a problem with that myself. Uh, I tend to uh, walk down the street and bust my ankle pretty bad yeah i'll never forget when we were in minneapolis and for the final four me lane jackson walking down the sidewalk and it was one of those sidewalks where you can't have three people walking horizontally like side by side <laughs> and i'm walking behind lane and jackson we're going to a bar or something and all of a sudden lane just gets sniped in his ankles and his ankle turns and he falls over <laughs> <laughs> i went down hard that was a tough one uh but that's actually a, a lasting basketball injury from old Wayland Baptist University, where I ended my career in a walking boot. <laughs> hey, cheers to that, Lane. Here's to your career, man. Uh, it was a hell of a career. I spent a lot of the time uh, on the bench at Wayland, but it's all right. <laughs> and by the way, uh, January is over. I'm back on my beer game, so get ready for a lot of beer pops on this on this episode. <laughs> Whoa, Nick. Easy <laughs> there, buddy. It's been a long day, Lane, let me tell you, but... Uh, yeah, Chris Clark, only eight minutes in this game. He didn't have any points. He had one assist and only two rebounds. So uh, not the kind of production we're used to from Chris Clark for a good reason. Or for just not the minutes the we're used to, yeah. too, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So that, that hurt us for sure, but it didn't hurt us enough to make us lose the game. So good to see the boys can can still fight through adversity and get a, a huge win on the, on the at home. Yeah, and Holyfield stepping up big, uh, hit two threes, had 21 points, six boards. I mean, he played a solid game, something that we need him to step up and do because our, our low post game has been lacking of sorts. Uh, he's the biggest guy we got, and he's been uh, good the last two games, so he's starting to hit his stride. Yeah, no doubt, Lane. Holyfield was a bright, bright spot in this game, and although he only had six boards, the 21 points and the field goal percentage – um, eight of twelve. That's you know that's the kind of production. If we can get from him day in and day out, which 
We're seeing him hit more threes. We're seeing him get to Step the foul out a line a little bit more. Yeah. If we can get that kind of production, I mean, that's going to take a take away or give a lot to our offense that hasn't been there. That, yeah, that's something. That's an element that we haven't seen yet. Is uh, well, I mean, he's done it, I guess, early uh, in the season against non-conference opponents. But uh, him scoring the ball adds a new element to our offense that in the Big Twelve play we haven't really had down low, which is is uh, scoring down low. Yeah, and he was actually one of the bigger guys down the stretch, along with Moretti and Edwards, in securing this win for us. Oh yeah, he uh, he had that floater. That, that little he, floater in the lane was big. Little shot fake, and and yeah, that was huge. Um, just it was a solid game by our team. I think it was a good win against a good team. Yeah, for sure. Moretti had a good game. Ramsey, you know, doing his thing, producing thirteen points. Uh, there's one guy I do want to highlight on a kind of negative note, and I guess this will be my big. Uh, negative takeaway for the game and with a game in a game that we're already short-staffed with a six-man rotation of sorts Terrence Shannon one point yeah non-factor just kind of disappeared I I feel like he just didn't really do a whole lot of anything it seems like uh, across the stat board he didn't you know rebound grade he had a couple assists but uh, just didn't really have a, a productive night yeah, he couldn't uh, get didn't make a whole lot of mistakes, it seemed like, but no. just didn't really have a whole lot of productivity. Yeah, and I didn't follow him too much on the defensive end. Maybe he was playing some good D, and he, he's got size and length, athleticism on the defensive end for sure. Right. I saw him dive for a couple of balls now that I think about it, but on the offensive end, he just couldn't get going. You know, he would, they pass him the ball. Typically, typically he goes to his left, and I think what is happening now is coaches know that, and it's obvious that he can't go to his right or finish on his right. Right. So he's going to his left, and they're just you know, kind of shading him. Shading him and, and really just getting in front of him to where he can't drive to the basket, and he has to pass it off. So that is my big negative takeaway is Terrence Shannon needs to get some more moves in his repertoire of on the offensive end and, and get going make be able to create his own shots is what i'm right, trying to say I right guess. and yeah usually he's been a, a great a great slasher for us really getting to the rim and yeah, that just didn't happen that just didn't happen uh that just didn't happen tonight but uh another guy i want to highlight is uh, mcculler hit the boards he's back from injury concussion yep hammered the boards our leading rebounder had seven boards that was huge and he also uh made a couple shots down the stretch that three was big late and something he doesn't really do a whole lot of but uh he made a big shot there and, and really hit the glass hard in the minutes that he was in. Yeah, I'm glad you brought brought him up because that was going to be our big um, positive takeaway from the game, at least for player personnel, is, is old Kev boy. I think Chris Beard calls him Mac. Yeah. And uh, he, I, I tweeted it and... I let it let it be known that I, I didn't like him towards like a non-conference play. I didn't like the way he, he just didn't really produce, didn't play yeah. flow in the offense. And boy has this guy turned his season around whatever he's doing in practice if chris beard's getting on him or one of the assistant coaches you know they need to keep doing it because he's got a fire lit under his ass he does and he's been attacking the glass he's been doing the little things he's been getting buckets i mean he's he's been doing it all he's been really uh (laughs) productive is what i'm trying to say he's been very productive so yeah no he needs to keep going and and keep getting better each game yeah for sure and he's falling perfectly into his role as um, also, kind of a slasher, just board monster, just guy getting, that can do and do it all. Passing the rock, just yeah, everything that he does on the court. And he had 19 minutes. Like 
that's a good amount of time for you know one of our starters, maybe Ramsey or Edwards to to rest. Shannon on yeah. the bench. He needs to continue to slam the glass because that's something that's this team has struggled with heavily. It's cost us a couple games for sure. And uh, and he he's kind of filling a role that that Tyreek Smith. I think once he comes back, if he does it all this season, at this point, I think we should just redshirt him if that's possible still. That he he's filling the Tyreek Smith kind of role in a yeah, way because that guy seemed like he was a, a bigger guy a yeah, rebounder yeah yeah and, and McCuller's just doing everything he can to to help the team win and that's what I love to see this guy's developing before our eyes and Lane he's only a, a redshirt freshman yeah he, I mean barely that he was here for half a year last year so uh, if he continues to get better it's gonna be big for this team but overall great win for the Red Raiders and like I said hopefully will propel us into a a win streak yeah, and that, that's a good transition into our UT preview here. Uh, we'll be playing them this Saturday in the drum. I think that's what they call it there. It is the drum. A lot of memories there for myself and Jackson. Unfortunately, they are tearing it down and building a new facility, I believe. I don't know if they're tearing it down, but they're building a new facility. Sad to hear. A lot of memories in the drum for me and Jay. For sure. I think the only time I've been there was my brother's graduation. Really? Me and Jackson used to go once a year to the Texas UIL State Basketball Championships. Yep. So that was, uh, we did that every year. It was a lot of fun, but so long to the drum, and hopefully we uh, can kick Texas's ass. One last time. One last time in the drum. <laughs> One last time for the boys. So, yeah, they'll be playing in Austin, as we said, at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Let me see if it's going to be on ESPN. Yep, it's going to be on ESPN 2. Um, I'm excited for this one, man. This is going to be a big test. This is our first time playing them, although we're in the second half of Big 12 play. We'll be playing them twice, obviously, still. And yeah. uh, ESPN right now has us as a 56.8% favorite. And, man, this is a big one because I think if if we can win this game on the road and then win our next couple home games, it's it's going to be huge for this team. Uh, a road win in the Big 12 is always something to be extremely proud of. It's, it's extremely valuable. I mean, this is a good team. They beat TCU on the road. They just went to Kansas and lost by two in a really tough, tough-fought game. So this is going to be no easy easy challenge for our team no it's not anytime texas tech plays ut there's some kind of i don't want to call it a rivalry but i mean it is oh it's a rivalry and there's always some sort of you know bad thing i feel like that happens you know yeah yeah screw ut some kind of (laughs) adversity that we have to to overcome to win and uh looking at ut they're 14 and 8 and fifth in the big 12 right now coming off of a loss to kansas um on monday they lost by 11 points on the road um, which is kind of similar to our game. Uh, we lost by a few possessions as well. And uh, Yeah, I actually watched that. They were up at half, so I think it was a little closer than, than some might think. Maybe pulled uh, away at the end. Yeah, I think so. I didn't I didn't get to see the whole game, but uh, I saw the first half, and they're a solid team. Yeah, for sure. And, and like you said earlier, Lane, uh, going into the drum in Austin is going to be a tough task. I don't care who – you know who, what team it is, but um, going into UT is going to be is hard to win on the road. And Shaka Smart's got the boys playing pretty well right now. Yeah, I mean Big Twelve on the road. We've said it before. If you can get a win on the road, it's it's huge in this conference. And uh, this would be a big one for Tech if we can get rolling, win some home games, and take this one, steal this one on the road. I mean, it, it can do wonders. Yeah, for sure. And and somebody that I want to highlight on UT's end is 
is Jericho Sims, and he, you know, he's a six-nine forward. He had twenty points in the game against KU, and and this guy could could wreak havoc on the boards. He's leading their team in rebounds this year. If a Holyfield can control him and try to win the battle in the paint this game, I think we have a good chance of winning for sure. Um, but yeah, Jericho Sims is is a, a guy to watch out for in this game. Yeah, he's a solid solid big for them. Hammers the boards. Something else about UT, uh, their scoring is just so spread out. I mean, their their leader is Coleman with 12, but they have Jones scores 10, Ramsey scores 10, Sims scores 10, Febrez scores 9, almost 10 points a game. So their their scoring is really spread out. They shoot a lot of threes, uh, and they defend the three really well, which is trouble for us. Yeah, so you said they they shoot the three ball pretty well. Do they have anybody in particular that um, is is pretty lights out from deep? Yeah, Coleman, uh, the third, is lights out. He shoots 41%, almost 42% from three, which is freaking lights out. That's that's Davide Moretti-esque right there. Yeah, shooting he, from three, and you got you got Jones on the other hand too. With, with he shooting also 38%. shoots close to forty percent. So they're uh, they they like to shoot from beyond the arc, and they can really fill it up for sure. Uh, one, from from there, for sure. One thing I want to note is I don't know if he, I guess you can call it. I guess you can say that they're deep because you look at the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players. They're all averaging over 15 minutes a game. Yeah, they, they rotate a lot. That's kind of the shock of smart, I think, MO is play a lot of guys, play fast, play hard, hustle. That's been since he was at uh, Virginia Commonwealth. Yeah, VCU. Is where he, VCU is where he came from. That's kind of always been shock of smart's thing. So uh, he's got that going at Texas now, and, and he's got that, that system implemented. And it's, it's, it's working for him right now. I mean, they're, they're a good team. For sure. It's going to be a game with a lot of three-point shooting. You know, we've been shooting the ball um, behind the arc a lot more recently in in past games with Holyfield taking more shots. Um, Edwards is pretty comfortable. Moretti, you know, he's going to be taking his his three. Likes to get, likes to pull from deep. Yeah. So um, Texas does the same thing. Like you said, Lane, they shoot uh, 37% from behind the arc right now. That's, that's, that's high for a team average. That's really good. Right. And that's actually leading the big 12, I believe. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I mean, that's a that's a really good percentage. Right. And hopefully it's one of those things where, you know, live by the three, die by the three. I know on our end is going to be like that. And hopefully they die by the three. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but I know on our end is going to be like that because they do defend uh, the three ball pretty well. Uh, they're fifth nationally in restricting opponents' perimeter attempts. So well, you, you're not going to get the ball to off. the rim then. Yeah. Let's get Shannon going and attack the basket. And, uh, right. and blow by him. Right, and that's something we highlighted in the uh, recap of the OU game. You know, he couldn't get by anybody. He wasn't slashing like he usually does to the paint. And, um, you know, he was relying on his first step too much in that OU game. If we can get him going into the basket um, while the UT defenders are looking for yeah. our big man, or not big man, but our uh, three-point shooters beyond the arc, I think we'll, we'll be good. And it doesn't look like they really have any, uh, you know, rim protectors. Sims is, is big, but he only averages one block a game. Uh, it's not like we're playing West Virginia with with those two dominant bigs that they have, those twin towers down there. Uh-huh. We can get to the rim and, and finish down there. So uh, we need to be attacking the basket against this team who, who defends the perimeter well. Yep, no doubt, Lane. And, um, you know, looking ahead to the game on Saturday, what is your biggest key to victory here? And give a score prediction as well. Uh, my biggest key to victory is is it's going to be pretty similar to every game. I think for me, it's it's can we rebound? Can we can we control the glass? And which I think this is a game where we can do that. 
we shouldn't struggle doing that if Holyfield can can get a body on uh, Sims and and kind of take him out of the game. And McCullough keeps hammering the glass like he's been doing. Yeah, I think that's something we can we can do, but it's it's critical to the game. And then also just on the offensive end, not one particular guy scoring, but just as a as a team getting a fluent offense going because at times we're very stagnant and it becomes one on one. Can we get our motion offense working? Can we get good looks off of our motion and and score team points? Is my two biggest keys and score prediction. These are two good defensive teams, again, in the Big right. 12. I'm going to go 78-70 Red Raiders. Ooh, stealing it on the road. Stealing Eight point it on win. the road, big win. We're playing well. I think we got it. Cheers to that. Cheers, boys. So for me, the big thing is going to be how physical can we play? It's been said that UT is not a very physical team. They don't draw very many fouls and get to the free throw line that much. If we could play the Chris Beard style of basketball where we're physical, you know, we're taking it to the hole, creating contact, getting ourselves to the line, I think that'll be huge for us. And also ball security, not on our end, because I feel like we did pretty well the past couple games of taking care of the basketball. But right. on UT's end, they're one of the worst teams in the country at turning the ball over. If we can, on the defensive end, create havoc and let make them make mistakes that help us get more uh, possessions i think right um, like you said it's going to be a defensive game maybe create some transition uh right. baskets opportunities For sure yeah they're not very good in on the fast break either so i'm excited to see what we can do what we can draw up for that on the defensive end and um score prediction for me is going to be it's going to be 72 to 50 tech tech wow nick i really like that we're shutting them down so final prediction i i think we i agree with nick on that I think Texas Tech is going to rip into uh, the UT defense like Nutty Nancy ripped into Donald Trump's State of the Union speech. Oh, no. <laughs> I would love to see that, especially in that liberal town they call Austin, Texas. So yeah. uh, check out the game, ESPN 2, 3 o'clock on Saturday. We know you don't have nothing, nothing better to do, so check out the Red Raiders and uh, Reckham Tech. Reckham Tech, baby. Now let's get into the hot take. And welcome to the Hot Takes with Laney Cakes. Lane uh, is on for this hot take. It's been a minute, but uh, I'm glad to introduce my brother who finally arrived. He's a little late. About time. He's coming in with uh, his buddy David. They've been hanging out with some crooked politicians on the campaign trail, doing their thing. Uh, Jackson, what we got a good hot take for us. Uh, why don't you lead us into it? Lane, thank you for that introduction. It's a little bit strange having you on the other end of that, but I appreciate it. Yes, we made it back from our campaign event, David and I. I'm going to give my buddy a quick shout out. He worked with me vigorously throughout this last 86 legislative session. I'm trying to recruit him into the Texas Tech family. He's currently at UNT, but he's got the heart of a Red Raider and he's got the liver of a Red Raider. Boy, can put down some beers. David, thanks for being here tonight. He's in our live audience, and we just got back from our boss, who is a state representative out of District 85's birthday. I don't know which one it was, but I know it's up there. He's uh, He has been around. He's got a lot of experience. And he's an old Red Raider himself. He is, right? actually. Yeah. Uh, crazy enough, they had some pictures of him growing up and just some accomplishments. And Was it black and white? It 
Dude, yes. <laughs> Uh, now that you say that, it really it was it was black and white. But he threw out the very first pitch for Texas Tech baseball when they were in the Southwest Conference. I didn't catch what team it was against. It might have been Arkansas or one of those um, schools. But nonetheless, they had a picture of him chunking out the very first pitch on the wall. It's one of his, you know, best memories and, and kind of prized accomplishments in his life. And he's a great man. We call him Party Time Phil. And if you're, you know, if you got a Pib Extra in your fridge, please go grab it right now and crack it for him because the dude can. He loves Pib Extra. I actually thought he, that they were going to have a keg of Pib Extra whenever <laughs> oh we got there because uh, he he can really put it down. But um, great event. Happy to be working for him. If you live in Rosenberg or Richmond or Wharton or Jackson County, I'm going to go ahead and take some time to do my job and tell you go vote for Phil Stevenson. He is a great representative who who works with his constituency. So, good guy. I know we have a couple of listeners from Rosenberg, actually. Rosenboig. Great Rosen, rep. Rosenboig. Go re-elect, right? Re-election. Go re-elect. Also, you guys got to take it easy on my my town in Austin. You know, I'm, I'm not quite an Austinite, but I've been there for almost three years. And I will say, don't get me wrong, UT, you know, I, I think uh, to, to combat – open carry and having guns on campus they, they you know they were whipping out dildos and <laughs> going full-blown liberal arts liberal they were going full-blown liberal arts over there and, and they're you know very uh how do we put it wacky kind, kind of wacky on that campus. keep awesome weird they, they keep it weird and and you know ut obviously we, we got our issues with them as a as a fan base but the city of austin you know david and i had a lot of good times over there and we enjoy working it so i, I too believe that tech is going to steal a win on the road Hey, everybody but, loves Sixth Street. So hey, I gotta say, I do, I do enjoy the city of Austin from time to time. That's right, for sure, Jackson. I think we, for the hot take tonight, we're gonna stick with the political realm of things. And uh, yes, we are. Yeah. yeah, we are actually. And uh, you know, I'm glad to be joining you guys. I hadn't got a chance. Obviously, we just got here a little while ago. So I know y'all uh, brought brought the heat there for our sports uh, section. But for the hot take tonight, which is I'm glad to be a part of, we're gonna talk about a bill that passed this last 86 legislative session in the Texas House and Senate was signed into law or yeah signed into law by the governor and it was also that was replicated at the federal level 2 months later when they also passed the same law one that I don't necessarily agree with I'll be perfectly honest with you uh, you know doctors are going to be disappointed and ever, anyone in the field of medicine might hate me for this but I don't agree with it and that is the fact that you have to be 21 years of age to buy tobacco products now, Lane. Yeah, that is uh, ridiculous to it's me. A, it's absurd. Yeah. Tonight's uh, hot take is why why are we upping it from 18 to 21 for these poor high school kids who just want to show off in front of their girlfriends and blow a huge vape cloud? Or throw in a hammer dip. Or, <laughs> or throw in a rally slash hammer dip. Can't do it anymore. Yeah, and that's uh, I mean, something I disagree with. I mean, if you grew up in Texas, let's be honest, you took your dip, your first dip well before the years of 18. Uh, you drank your first beer well before the years of 18. It's just yeah. part of growing up in Texas almost. Yeah, you, you yacked many times. I mean, it's just, you know. I got to dip in right now. Same, Nick, same. Just for this hot take segment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to my – actually, I don't I – don't, use uh, snuff or pouches anymore i just go straight pat our grandpa pappy method which is old chaw chaw chewing tobacco red man golden blend i'm a big we might as well do an advertisement for them on this yeah, pod can, can levi garrett sponsor an episode <laughs> nick uh you know i'm a big levi garrett guy but i'm gonna just continue to 
you know, drink drink my gin and and break my beer limitation for this for this year um, because it's been a tough week. And so, you know, I'm coming into this episode feeling hot, feeling emotional, and feeling a little bit tipsy, which is going to make this hot take all the better. All the better always is when you're when you're doing it. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So, Lane, for what reasons do you think an 18 year old should be able to buy cigarettes, chew tobacco? I mean, at that point in your life. I would just say I'll let you get into it. You know, you're. I think you're old enough to make those kind of decisions on right. your own. You know, especially at 18. At I mean, 18, that's that. Yeah. You're leaving high school. I you're get, you're getting into college age. I yeah, mean, you're going off yeah. to college. You're you're becoming your own your own person. You're you know leaving the nest. You're not in the house anymore. Uh, so, what are some reasons you think that that it, it should be 18, and that that, they, that the legislature made a mistake by raising the age to 21? The biggest tobacco. reason for me, and it's the time old uh argument is you can go serve your country in the military at age 18 you should be able to buy alcohol in my opinion which is but also uh tobacco i mean it's just you're looking for you know a vice or or whatever something to enjoy yourself with uh if you can go serve your country and at the military level you should be able to buy tobacco in my opinion that's true, and I, I think also a lot of eighteen-year-olds nowadays have burdens that are placed on them as far as you know having to maybe pay for their own college, you know, pay for uh, for undergrad, pay for college, right? Yeah, take out student loans. You know, they have jobs to pay for for their schooling, or they. Oh my God, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I I know I know you can't see this right now, but Lane's turning two. He he rounded first base and he's heading to second on his second pouch. I think this 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 hot takes really inspired him to get loaded right now on uh, tobacco products. It doesn't it doesn't take too much to get me inspired to uh inspire inspired to uh crack a beer or throw a rally dip in. Yeah, so Lane's got two rally plugs in right now just to kind of motivate you guys, get you hyped as you're listening in the car. This is how passionate we are about this subject. But no, I'm just saying, 18 year olds have, you know, David can attest to this too. I know during session he was working his ass off in our office as an intern, putting in ridiculous hours, driving back and forth from Dallas to Austin. He was doing some school. I mean, he was our gopher, but basically is is go for anything. I mean, he would run, get us, you know, go get food if we had ordered it. He would take our constituents around the Capitol and give them a tour, even though he did not know anything about the structure or the, the art. In any of the elements of the capital, he would still take him on a tour and do everything he could. I mean, that guy was in a high intense, stressful environment, intensive, stressful environment, and he got it done. He he did everything we needed to. And you're gonna tell me that if he's at the end of the day, he's had a long day's work. He he can't put a plug in if he wants to go smoke a cigarette if you want to. I mean, which that's da- just which David would never do because he's a very healthy. Right, hard driven, but you know, he should have that option yes, if he wants to. Yes. You know, he, he should have the ability to do that. And I just think 18-year-olds these days have so much on their plates that if they want to make that decision, and it, it kind of, I can even expand on this into the the realm of, you know, marijuana. You look at it this way. I don't know. If, I, I know that tobacco is obviously a lot more addictive. as It has addictive uh, qualities. Qualities and, and chemicals. chemicals and elements to it. But, I mean, dude, if someone tries – you know, smoke cigarettes or I'll, I'll be honest, you know, um, I know my parents listen to this, so this is, <laughs> sorry, mom, this breaks your heart, but you know, I've smoked cigarettes a couple of yeah. times before and I don't like them, dude. I really don't. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy it. And so I'm not going to uh, go out and, and just because I'm 20 something years old say, well, I'm of age now, you know, I'm going to go buy cigarettes. Same thing. Yeah, it's like it's, people, if people that don't like, it's a great point And 
kind of go off what Jackson's saying to help him finish that is if it's like with people who smoke marijuana, if it's legal or not legal, people who smoke are going to smoke either way. And people who don't like it or and people don't who want don't, to are yeah. not going to do it. People just who because, don't smoke aren't going to smoke just because, just because it's legal. Just because it's legal, they're going to be like, oh, damn, all right, well, I guess I got to get high all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's just not how it works. Like your vice is something that you enjoy, you know, exactly. something that, that you, relaxes you, calms you, whatever that you enjoy to do. With tobacco, I think there's people out there that, that don't like cigarettes. They think they're nasty. They think yeah. they're disgusting. Oh, yeah, for sure. So just because you're 18 years old doesn't mean because you're 18, all of a sudden you're going to go buy a pack and become addicted to cigarettes. That's not how it works, in my opinion. And I think, you know, it's just something at, at 18 years old, you're starting to leave the nest. You're leaving the house. You're starting to make decisions for yourself. And it's a crucial thing to be able to have that option if you want to make a mistake. If you, you know, it's it's critical to learning and growing up is, you know, sometimes making a mistake or sometimes, you know, experimenting, doing some some different things. And at 18, I think you should have that option of buying tobacco products. And, and for me, I'm going to hop in here too, is on, a, on the practical side of it, and maybe there's a reason behind this that I don't know yet, but why do you got to jump it up three years? Right. Like I understand alcohol is, is a bigger thing and there's a lot more that can go wrong with alcohol. So they have it as 21. But tobacco being 18, why can't it be like 20 years old or 19 years old? Why do you got to go three more years before you can get tobacco products? That's a great question. And, and this was a much debated issue in the Texas legislature this year. And uh, uh, really, I'd say the driving factor behind doing this, because, I mean, this law has been around. The 18, you know, 18 and, and up law has been around. For a long time. For a requirement for a very long time. And yeah, so, it has. you know, it... it really the difference maker and what drove the issue was the fact that vaping has become such a big thing. And that's what people were scared about. You know, uh, those that were involved in, in the field of medicine, doctors out there had research and, and, you know, I, myself, I haven't gotten to deep dive into it as, as much as I probably would like to, or should have while I was working there because it wasn't my area that I covered. But it was the, the fact of the matter is, is that these doctors and experts in the field of medicine are claiming that vapes are actually can be more that, that there's so much uncertainty involved in it that it could be more harmful down the road than we actually know right now. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, there were, you know, a couple cases. I think that literally I think you can count on two hands. There was like, like four or five, four or five where, where, you know, kids died of or young adults died of of damaged lungs and, and they, they they accredited it to vaping to vaping and so vaping was the main reason why they tried to really push this law and it dude it, it caught like wildfire i mean legislators were behind it you know parents were behind it and obviously i don't think you get a lot of young individuals up there advocating on behalf of their rights at the at the capitol it's going to be you know parents it's going to be people of the older generation yeah. that are pushing for it. And they didn't, I mean, they, they were worried. I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I understand you want to protect the, the safety and the health of, you know, the younger, your, your kids and your grandkids. And you want to watch out for, uh, for, for these individuals. But at the same time, I just don't think we know enough yet. I don't think there's that much actual evidence and proof that I've seen to my knowledge that that can really drive, you know, drive the fact home that, vaping is is as detrimental as cigarettes and, right. and everything else i think it's all bad for you at the end of the day yeah and another argument to say is what does three years do from someone who dips or smokes cigarettes they're doing it if it's they're if they're below eight or below 21 they're going to be doing it anyways and those products have proven to be 
long lasting effects yeah. for health issues. So what does three years give you? Damn it. If I want to throw a dip in, hop on my four wheeler with a loaded AR <laughs> and ride around, you know, taking, taking pop shots. I live in Texas. I'm damn well going to do it. <laughs> Just kidding. We practice gun safety at all times because we are very conscious and aware of of uh you know firearms and and, and well yeah but we were safe. raised in a in a, in a certain way around. no no <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside you know we're, we're obviously kidding here with some of this but it's i think it's a it's a really important issue and it's kind of prevalent and something that almost i think flew under the radar it snuck by a lot of it people did. i mean here we are poor david you know next thing he knows he, he he leaves the session thinking i just got grandfathered in in texas where i can still go if i wanted to i'm not saying he would buy you know cigarettes or something and then the feds come down on him hard yeah for, for shut the door on his ass for taking say, a dip shut the door on his ass and say hey hey listen here dude you go buy tobacco you're misdemeanor you're, you're misdemeanor <laughs> yeah so what <laughs> was it a ticket what was it te- in the texas legislator they passed um if you know the grandfather law if you're it, past a certain it, date do you remember the age david Okay, yeah. so before September. Okay, so if you're 18 before then, then you could, or you were still okay. Yeah, but then the FDA comes in and totally shuts the door on that too, and kind of flex their muscles a little bit and said, nope, 21, everybody. So yeah. it's just a, a really kind of weird legislative pass there, I think, that and the FDA really wanted to come in and like show them. And I think they're really trying to know. hammer the vaping. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah but at the end of the day, they're, they're shutting down people who have been dipping since they were probably like 15, I'm just 14 saying, years man, old. There's a lot of unhealthy things you can do in your life. And, and to, to make this such a focal point, I mean, look like it's, I, they, I think they just, you know, it, it's a little bit advantageous to think that this is the biggest issue facing youth Young in adults. America yeah. is that it's vaping. What about fast food and obesity? I mean, there, there's a lot of different sure. unhealthy traits and qualities that, that kids can partake in that don't involve vaping that are just as harmful if not worse and, and they wanted to hijack the issue by making it all about vaping right which i personally i don't agree with yeah no i i agree with you jackson uh it just comes down to at the age of 18 being able to think for yourself and make decisions for yourself because you're a young adult at 18 years old you know you're legally you're, an adult you're legally an adult and i mean you can vote you can sign up for the military i mean you can do you're making decisions for yourself and they're taking that away from young adults i mean just you know to end this hot take i'll say one of my heroes you know from the movie war dogs marlboro who who's who smuggles the, uh, he's the best smuggler pacquiao. in all of jordan all yeah, right no he's the best smuggler in all of jordan and he smuggles what's that guy's name david pacquiao and uh what was the fat boy name? jonah hill fat boy jonah hill's <laughs> oh uh uh D- Diveroli. Yeah, yeah. Diveroli. Uh, he, he's, Ephraim Diveroli. Ephraim. He, he, he <laughs> smuggles Ephraim Diveroli and David Pacquiao. What's his name? Pacquiao. Whatever. David Packhouse. Packhouse all the way across Jordan. With through a, with Afghanistan. A, through Afghanistan. Through the, they call it the Triangle of Death. Yeah. Through the Triangle of Death with nothing but mar- what, with cigarettes. And he gets through with nothing but cigarettes. He gets through just ca- passing out stogies. If that's not a, a true, like, if that's not a true, just comeback story i don't know what else is yeah for real so uh that's a good hot take nick or lane take us away like like i said you know at the end of the day 18 years old think for yourself make decisions for yourself they're infringing on those rights to get even more political they're infringing on on those young adults rights to to make and think for themselves (laughs) nick uh you want to wrap it up for us good thing i'm 25 years old next saturday (laughs) i don't have to worry about anything (laughs) 
But anyways, um, great hot take. And again, thank or thank you guys for taking over the beginning of this episode. Work has been pretty crazy lately, and, and we know campaign season's in full effect. We're, we're really hitting these events hard, so February is going to be a long stretch. But nonetheless, the Red, the Ramblin' Raiders will deliver the content no matter what. All right, boys, that was a good hot take there. And uh, I think it's time to move on to one of our favorite uh, segments of the episode. We really need to start putting this first because I think we deliver every time on this segment. Let's dive in to the Matador Matador Motivational. Motivational. Jackson, I think you got the topic on top of your head. Let's see what it is. Yeah, this is one that I've been thinking about. I know because, you know, Lane's been grinding and and obviously is in the job market looking around. I remember when I left Texas Tech and – you know all the the blizzards and everything behind that that that, that the young kids are experiencing now. I hope you guys are enjoying <laughs> your snow day. Hit go to Broadway and and uh, you know that whiskey will keep you warm. But whenever I left Texas Tech and got into the working world, I moved back you know back home and and started grinding and looking around for jobs. And that's really what this Matador motivational comes from, Nick. And I, I you know I'm excited to hear your take on this, kind of how you feel about it. But today's Matador motivational is. Simply the fact that no matter what it is you do in life, whatever you're involved in, whatever your career, your passion, whatever it is that you're working towards, whatever goals you're trying to obtain in your life, the person who is going to advocate the most for you and work the hardest on your behalf and try to elevate you to the next level and so that you can, again, obtain whatever goal it is you're seeking is yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what this matter that this matter motivational is about, guys. Because, you know, they say that, for example, we'll, t- we'll say TCU's motto: "It's not about the degree you make, but the hands you shake." So, is that right, Nick? Something like that. It's not the grades you make. No, that's it's the hands it. That's you shake. it. Yes, it's not. It's not the grades you make. It's the hands you shake. And they talk about the importance of, which is, don't get me wrong, it is important to put yourself out there to make connections, to be a social presence and friendly and and driven and and you know all of these things. But at the end of the day, Nick, when it comes to growing, let's say you're starting a business. I mean, you can look at Ramblin' Raiders, for example. You know, we've had kind of outside factors that that have uh, promised us things and that have er, promised us help, I guess is the best way to put aid, you know, and, and the ability to help us expand and grow. And at the end of the day, Nick, we've come to find out that we're the ones that it falls on us. The burden's uh-huh. on us. We are our best advocates. We the more we grind, the harder we work, the more progress we see. And others, I'm just saying along the way, people who tell you they're going to do things, some of them might come through. Some of them might help out to an extent, but they're never going to work as hard for you as you can work for yourself. Right. And it's it's so easy to make a promise to somebody and tell them you're going to do all these things. But in the end, um, you know, life is very hectic and life isn't going to just give you things. So um, I think it's important to remember that people can make you promises all the time, but the end result is going to come from yourself, come from your own hard work. And, um, you you know, you can't blame other people for that. Like I said, life is hectic and um, you, you, you could have so much on your plate, um, but don't take everything at face value and expect people to deliver for you. Um, only you can do that, really. No, yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to have promises, hollow promises that are made to you at times of, yeah, I can get this done for you or I can do that. And I'm just going to let y'all know that, at least in my experience, people will let you down. They do. I mean, yeah. you, as Nick just pointed out, it's a that's a, that's a perfect example to use is that you, you cannot take things at face value. I mean, people are going to make promises in the moment that they do not up, uphold and that they do not keep. And it's just important to always 
don't rely on the the work of others to to get you to where you want to go because at the end of the day it's just a it's a with anything you do I mean I know I'm, I'm repeating myself now but it's a kind of common knowledge to me that you're the one that's going to help yourself explode off the page and and climb the ladder to where you want to go yeah and I think on the flip side of that it's important to remember that you shouldn't be the one making those promises that you can't uphold because you know I'm in a I'm in an environment every day where I'm talking to clients and um, especially when money is involved and businesses are involved uh, lending money in my case it's you can't make promises that you can't deliver on. And if you promise the world to this person and you come back two weeks later or whatever and they're expecting the world and you can't deliver it, then then that's bad on you. Mm-hmm. It looks bad on your company. It looks bad on, um, you know, just the whole situation doesn't look good. And so what I'm trying to say is, like, don't be the guy or the, or the gal that's going to say, yeah, I can deliver this. Um, just don't worry about it. Don't, like, don't tell somebody not to take action because you're going to deliver it and then don't deliver and you know who's notorious for doing that, Nick? Politicians. <laughs> and uh, and that's actually why I really respect the somewhat unrealistic or kind of you know fantasized idea yeah. that, that is just simply unobtainable with the resources that we have to work with as a staff, as a as the legislative staff, and as a legislator. Um, not myself, obviously, my boss. But to see him tell the, these people straight up, "Hey, this isn't going to work. I can't support this, or I can't do this because." this, this, and this. The crazy thing to me is that a lot of the times they'll sit there and go, you know what? I appreciate you telling me the right. truth. It's refreshing. It's refreshing because they go, I've, I've walked to 149 other members who are giving me the runaround saying, well, maybe this, maybe that. And you told me straight up, no, it wouldn't work and why it wouldn't work. And they, to them, someone telling them the truth, that's a, uh, um, that's, it's a good thing. Well, it's a good thing, but it's a, it's a shock. It's a shock to them to hear that from a politician. And so, I mean, it, it goes right into what you were saying, Nick. It's, yep. just, it's just important to tell the truth, to be honest about it. And, and again, if you're on the other end of it, don't take things at face value. Work hard for yourself. Right. And to wrap up here, I know a lot of our listeners are college age and they're young professionals. Or, you, you know, you could be a parent and you have kids that you're making promises to and you're telling them all these things. And, you know, you have the possibility of being a little absentee. Either way, if you're a student or an adult... And here's here's for the students is when you're coming out into the into the world trying to find a job, you know, look out for yourself, um, care about the, care about others as well because that's a good trait to have. But you know, look out for yourself if people are making promises to you, and just always have in the back of your mind that hey, this might not work out. What's my next my next thing that I can that I can go for? What's Plan B? Yes, sir. Well, um, long story short, you guys. As you listen to this episode, you know, throughout the week, whatever your your grind is, you know, and wherever you're going for work and, and your tasks that you have in front of you, just remember that you're work, you got to work hard for yourself. Think of the rambling Raiders. Think of these voices telling you guys that you're your best friend and you have the you have the capability of working hard and of pushing yourself farther than anyone else can. And you'll get to where you want to go. Yes, sir. And I think with that, we're going to wrap up this segment of the Matador Motivational, kind of wrap things up for the episode. Um, Y'all go make sure you're watching the game on Saturday, ESPN 2 at 3 o'clock. It's a big game. You know, six and four is a lot better than five and five, especially coming, you know, to the the coming home or not coming home, but coming down the stretch on uh, conference play and into the Big 12 tournament and then ultimately trying to be a bubble team. 
Uh, it's going to be a big game for us. Go check out Ramblin' Raiders online. Uh, I think, Jackson, you have a website you're working on? I am. I'm trying to work on our website. Nick, really quick, I want to say for next week's episode, I'm going to give a little bit of a preview here to get you guys hyped up for that. Ooh. We are going to have a somewhat of a Valentine's Day special for all the ladies out there. This is going to be a... You know, woman's night, ladies' night, girls' night. A GNO, girls' night out. Girls' night out. It's going to be a girls' night episode, whatever you want to call it. For all of our, our female listeners out there, we have a good little Valentine's Day special. Our hot take is going to be kind of tailored for towards Valentine's Day. Our, uh, we're, we're not sure about the Matador Motivational yet, but also we're going to do a big portion on the Netflix documentary, Cheer. We're going to have a good long segment on that because it actually factors in and has ties to Texas Tech University. And so we're excited to talk about that. But ladies, be ready to tune in next week because this episode is for you. Yes, sir. I'm excited for that one. And then my birthday is next Saturday on the 15th. Make sure you wish me a happy birthday on social media. Please do, man. And, and if, if you get a quick minute, man, you got to pray for our, our mascot of the podcast. You know, I talked about having a hard week. I'm hoping I'll be in better spirits next week, but I've taken our the kid, you know, Lubbock's favorite son, the the West Texas legend to the the vet two days this week to try to get him fixed up and, and he's having some issues, but he might, Nick, I hate to say it, the big C word, he might he might have a, a cancerous tumor. So keep keep him in your thoughts and prayers. We're hoping for good news. We we'd hate to have to put him down, man. He's just uh he's just getting started. He's a big part of the Ramblin' Raiders team. Yep. But um, y'all voted know, him in as a mascot. Y'all so. voted him in as the mascot. I mean, that's that's uh, that's my boy, man, from Lubbock. We've gotten through a lot of tough times together, and you know, I love the shit out of that cat. I hope he pulls through. You guys keep him in your thoughts for sure. Absolutely. And to wrap up, let's do a little social media shout out here. Um, make sure, first of all, make sure you email us your questions that we can answer on the air at ramblingraiders at gmail that's going to be huge coming up here. we got a couple questions on deck ready to go next episode. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Ramblin' Raiders. You can find us on Facebook, Ramblin' Raiders Podcast. And uh, go to BigHeadsMedia.com, search Ramblin' Raiders, get your merchandise. Big game coming up in Austin. You guys get out, be proud, keep your guns up high, talk some smack at work. You ready for this week? Nick, we, we out. out.